0: Arizona's news station,
1: KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show.
0: Brought to you by Parker & Sons. Heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau.
1: Happy, 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 happy Tuesday, baby.
2: My goodness, we've got a big, big problem in the state of Arizona, and it is water. But right now, we are seeing it in one specific area. Rio Verde Foothills. So this is this is a place where they were getting their water from Scottsdale, and Scottsdale has said no more water for you. It's over. There are people, and then what about a thousand homes there? Yeah, about a thousand homes. Okay, people are skipping showers. People have purchased—I don't know what this stuff is—but basically, they've installed certain things to collect the rainwater. This yes. is how desperate it is. Uh, people have emptied their pools. Empty their pools. No more chlorine water, none of that stuff. They've emptied their pools. And guess what? There was one woman we heard from earlier today. This is where they get their drinking water from. From their pool... This is how desperate it is out there. And we're covering this for most of you know the day today. It is the big story. It's a national story. It's, it is a it's national the number story. number one story on ABC News. And certainly here in the Valley, this is a, a major story. So what is it like to live in Rio Verde foothills? You don't have any more water. Let's talk to a resident from there. Let's do it. Cody Rhyme is joining us here on KTAR. Hey, Cody, how are you today?
3: That's right, us. Thanks. I'm doing well. How are you guys?
2: We're good, man. I'm glad that you're speaking out about this because, you know, it, it is crazy to me. Tell me some of the strange things that people are doing out there now to conserve or even store water in Rio Verde.
3: Uh, so I'm a, I'm a bit of a heavier user with four kids, uh, all small kids under the age of uh, 10. Um, my neighbors, uh, on the other hand, are, you know, some of them are two users three users. So they use a considerably amount, uh, less than me. So they're actually collecting rainwater. So every gallon they collect goes much, much further for them than it would for myself. Um, and I have neighbors collecting rainwater for use in their toilets. Uh, they pre-treat it with a little bit of uh, Clorox bleach and, and wash their dishes in it. Um, collecting rainwater for animals to drink. Wait the wait, wait, wait They're
2: not, they're not washing their dishes in a toilet.
3: No, 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 no. Okay, because okay. <laughs> no. I'm like, it can't be that bad out there. <laughs> when, when it gets that bad, you guys need to come <laughs> out and I, I, check it out. And <laughs> all right, I just want
2: to make sure. Okay, so so they're collecting rainwater and that's what they're using. They're putting in their toilet. That's they're putting the in their sink. Okay. Y-
3: yep, in in uh, you know igloo coolers um, at the downspouts of their their rain gutters on their house, and then hauling it into the house when they're full and using them in their toilet. My God, um, it's unacceptable. This is not the America that. My country, or my my uh, family, has sacrificed for. Um, It's not the America that I know, and it certainly is not the America that I want for my children. So I'm doing everything that I possibly can to reverse course on this action that was taken by one man, the mayor of Scottsdale, Mayor Ortega, a man who I reluctantly uh, now uh, voted for. Um, He um, he could reverse course on this. He was brought to to. Alternative paths uh, to solutions. When he said we don't have water to sell to Rio Verde Foothills, Rio Verde Foothills came through. We secured sources. We supported those sources. Those sources were brought to the city. The city refused to entertain the offers that were brought to them by two separate entities. Um, and now here we are in this position. So if it was really about water, um, then, then we would have water right now okay. because so- we brought that to the table.
1: Talking to Cody Reim, Rio Verde Foothills residents, the water's been shut off there. Uh, you know, a lot of people said you guys have known about this for eight or ten years. Uh, you guys, you know, you're saying you brought s- some other opportunities for them to follow through with, and it is one person that has has flipped the switch on this. Uh, you know, what happens if there is no flipping back of the switch? How are you guys going to work around this? And di- how long have you known that this was a possibility?
3: Uh, we, I believe that we have the law on our side, uh, Chad, and, um, you know, we will prevail. We are Westerners. We are um, the, you know, we, we're, we come from the pioneers that, that started this state. Uh, there's a lot of people that have been out there for decades, and um, we're not going to just take this lightly. We're going to keep moving up the ladder, and we're going to get this to someone that can actually make a change. Thankfully, we have a few great representatives at our county level, at the state level, um, that are, that are making, uh, no pun intended, some big splashes mm. in this, um, in this issue. And, uh, I, I, believe that we're going to get something, something done here. Um, there's also litigation happening. I hope that, um, that the judge can hear, hear that and, and hopefully rule in our favor. I'm not, uh, associated with that litigation, um, but I am aware of it. It, it is public information at this point. So, um, I, I just, I really hope that, that this week is productive, uh, productive for our community and, um, and, and we get some real solid change out of this um, and we get a long-term plan, but more importantly uh, for the short term, we get it. We get an interim solution um, there. There's been great divide in the community leading up to this point on what solution was, was the better option for the area. And that ate up a lot of crucial time that we could have used to just focus on uh, you know, one singular issue. That's the past. It's behind us. And I hope that real pretty foothills can, uh, you know, gather together as a community and put all of its resources and uh, focus on Mm -hmm. the the long-term issue that we have, which is EPCOR um, getting approved through the Arizona Corporation Commission. We need all hands on deck. We need everybody at the Arizona Corporation Commission. Uh, We need um, everybody to email, write letters, get in front of the the commissioners and express to them exactly what is happening. That is where the change happens. Uh, That's where we get our water. All right,
2: Cody Rhyme is joining us, a Rio Verde Foothills resident. The water has run out there. I, I I just want to be real clear. Like when you turn the faucet on, no water's coming out at all. Or do you have a week have or two? D-
3: I have a week or two because of a generous gift from a friend, um, and and that generosity was passed on to multiple people in my in my area. Um, that we we actually took water to. I, well, we took a couple of days and uh, we went to the Hangry Donkey. Um, this one's kind of touching for me and sorry, I, I don't mean to break down, but, uh, we went to a donkey rescue. Uh, the, the lady's name is Rose. She's very sweet. She's got a heart to save these, these amazing creatures. Mm-hmm. She has about 20. Um, they, they range in age, you know, the, the oldest she has is about 35. They can't be moved. They're, they're too old and too hurt to be moved. And they will die this summer if they do not have water. Uh, An animal like that can only go so long, a few days, and and it starts having some serious health consequences. Okay. And um, so we took water to her, made sure she was okay. Um, we helped out a few other people, but that was all we had. We gave it all we had, and we're, now we're calling on the city of Scottsdale to please reverse course. Okay, so, please help us and work with us.
2: So, so you say in, in about a week or two, the water, you will not have anything coming out of the faucet. In a week or two when that happens, what do you do? What exactly do you do?
3: I camp at the city of Scottsdale or in front of our state legislature if they're not doing anything about it. But, but like I said, they are. The only roadblock is the city of Scottsdale because they hold the only nearest infrastructure to our area. The next nearest infrastructure that's capable of handling the load that we would be placing on a facility is Peoria, Buckeye, um, and Apache Junction. Really, the facilities there are not capable of of the entire load that, that, um, that we would be placing on. And the distance is logistically unsustainable. Um, and which has caused the, uh, the prices to skyrocket. Um, we were paying about $120 for one truckload, which is about 4,000 gallons. That same truckload has gone to $440. My family uses three of those a month. Hmm. We've thankfully been able to cut back by doing um laundry at my parents house Gosh. and uh taking showers over there as much as we possibly can so that's what but, you're gonna um, do yeah. that i mean so that's, that, that might it, be that's what front. you have to do that that's might what be the sounds desperation
2: like. sounds
1: like yeah. hey kids uh we're you know, going
2: on the road that's it to to get a shower all right cody do me a favor do us a favor call us text us i know you're in touch with us let us know how it goes you're fighting this thing let us know how the fight goes and make sure you know you, you stay in touch okay
3: we need our U.S. senators on this ASAP. I know you guys are big movers and shakers in that world. Uh, Kirsten Cinema, Senator Cinema, she's great. Um, uh, Senator Mark Kelly, if they could help us, that would be amazing. I, I have plans and ideas for the entire western United States. Um, this is not a Rio Verde this okay. is a local issue. This is a western United States issue. Yep. All right, man. All man. Hey, Cody, good luck. Thank you very much.
2: All right, Cody Rhyme. He is a resident of Rio Verde Foothills. He says they're going to run out of water in a week or two. Scottsdale's turned it off. Uh... Yeah, I think he's going to their parents to take showers. That's, uh, That's crazy, man. It is crazy. There's no way to live.
1: It's going to be very interesting to see the way. Have th- not solved this problem
2: before it, it happens. Uh, I want to see. You know, it's
1: the second or third person I've said I've heard say, "Look, this is one person's issue, and this is the mayor of Scottsdale issue. He's mm-hmm. the key to the spigot, and he decided to turn
2: it off." We've um, called the mayor, We've called uh, Scottsdale. They don't want to talk to us. They sent us a little letter. You have to do a little bit better than that. Yeah. Uh, and so let's try and get the mayor of Scottsdale on to try and figure this out. All right. Coming up next. Coming up. You know, we know that Republicans and Democrats don't get along. But why did one candidate shoot bullets into his opponent's home? Goodness gracious. The Gatos and Chat Show. Drive home with the Gatos and
4: Chat Show.
2: This is probably the weirdest story of the day. There's a lot of weird stories. Out I here. know. So police in Albuquerque, right? They've spent like the last 30, 40 days trying to figure out who is shooting at the homes and offices of political leaders. And these political leaders are Democrats. And the common denominator of all the victims were that they were political leaders who were Democrats. They finally found out who is shooting into Democrats' homes.
5: Alex Stone from ABC News. Tell us who it is. Hello, gentlemen. Yeah, pretty incredible. The, the bombshell announcement uh, coming from Albuquerque Police. So arrested a 39-year-old failed Republican candidate who lost a state house seat uh, in the midterms. He doesn't believe he lost, but uh, he did by like 50 percent uh, in the vote. Uh, he didn't do so well, but he claims he won. And now police say the
3: Albuquerque Police Department SWAT team uh, took Solomon Peña into custody uh, in reference to these shootings and uh, it is believed that he is uh, the mastermind that was uh, behind this And that was organizing this.
5: So police say Solomon Pena, angry over his election loss, denying that he actually lost, had been going to the homes of Democrats, political leaders uh, with documents claiming that he had won. Uh, Diehard supporter of the the former president, President Trump, has made it well known in pictures uh, that police uh, had up last night during the announcement in uh, many of them wearing Make America Great Again gear and standing in front of Trump flags. But after the election, those who know him say he was angry and uh, believed that, that he had won and believed that President Trump had won the uh, his previous presidential bid. And police say Pena then uh, hired hitmen, four men, oh. to go out and do drive by shootings at the homes of Democrats uh, around Albuquerque. And uh, the commander in charge said.
2: After the election in November, Solomon Pena reached out and contracted someone uh, for an amount of cash money
0: to commit at least two of these shootings. The addresses of these shootings were communicated over
2: phone. Within hours in one case, the shooting took place at the lawmaker's home.
5: And, guys, in one of the cases, bullets went through the bedroom of a lawmaker's 10 year old daughter's bedroom. Uh, She was not hit, but the bullets went into her room. And all of this broke when a car was pulled over that was registered to Pena. Pena was not driving it, he was not in it. Um, But the guy who was driving it had a warrant out, and they searched the car. Guns used in the shootings were found in the car drugs, fentanyl, other things. And uh, the mayor of Albuquerque said This
3: type of radicalism is a threat to our nation, and it has made its way to our doorstep right here in albuquerque new mexico but i know here we are going to push back and we will not allow this to cross the threshold a
5: swat team moved in arrested pena yesterday so police believe that the shooters may not have even known who they were targeting or why they were just given an address and right. 500 bucks per shooting to do it right um, and then they went and did it he's now facing a long list of charges conspiracy and other things by the way pena spent quite a few years in prison for burglary a no few course. years ago and <laughs> his opponent in the midterms Try to get him tossed out of the race because of that. Uh, there's a New Mexico law that if you're a felon, you can't run. The court's back, Pena, saying that that law is unconstitutional in New Mexico, and he was able to uh, run for that House seat. Wow. Uh, but again, he lost. He didn't believe uh, he had, and police say that's why he went out and hired hitmen. Uh, oh,
2: Alex Stone, ABC News. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. You got it. Thanks, guys. So, just put this in perspective. As crazy candidates as we've had in Arizona on both sides... <laughs> this guy takes the cake. This guy in Albuquerque Turkey takes the cake. So we are not the worst.
1: Thousand uh-huh. fentanyl <laughs> pills as well. And oh, of some course. of the guns they had, he had was,
2: oh. was spectacular. Oh, gosh. Uh. Coming up next, hold up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news. We're going to interrupt, react to the day's top stories next. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR, on air, 92.3 FM, online at KTAR.com, and streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic, now. KTAR. It's 3.30, and you know what that means. It's time for some headlines, but it's also time for us to interrupt those headlines. Right now, Here's Becky Lynn.
4: Calling them each critical to maintaining public trust and safety, Governor Hobbs today announced three major appointments to her cabinet.
2: Tempe Police Chief Jeff Glover replaces Colonel Heston Silbert as the head of DPS. Glover becomes the first African American to serve in the position. In a statement, the Tempe Officers Association says Governor Hobbs chose well in selecting Glover and that his comments since leadership will make Arizona safer. Dr. Ryan Thornell takes over the Department of Corrections. He had been Deputy Director of Corrections in the state of Maine. Rob Woods stays on as Director of the Department of Revenue. He'd been appointed to the Post in March of 2021. Jeff Munn, KTAR News. Holding
0: up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt
2: and react to the day's top stories.
0: What?
4: Uh,
2: Becky Lynn, I don't know any of those guys.
4: Well, I don't know them either, but I'm sure we'll get to well, know them in I'm, the days I'm, and weeks to come. How am
2: I supposed to know if these are good hires by uh, the governor? It's like it's like the Arizona Cardinals. They have a new general manager. Can I tell you if he's going to be great? Not really. Not really. No one's ever really heard of that guy. And no one's ever heard of the three Time people. Time will that tell. Yeah. Time
1: and actions will
2: tell.
4: Well, yeah. the guy that's going to be heading up DPS is the Tempe police chief. Okay. So you could talk to people in Tempe and say, what do you think of Jeff Glover? Well, I'm going to pass on
2: that.
1: What's our next story?
4: Well, you just kind of <laughs> mentioned it a moment ago. Monty I
1: did. Fort, our general manager of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, yeah,
4: it. It. It's the beginning of a new era in Arizona Cardinals football. The team announced its new general manager today, and we have KTAR's Colton Krolak live in the News Center to tell us more.
3: Monty Austinfort is the team's first external hire for the Card's GM position in 50 years. Austin Fort will be in charge when the team pits third in this year's draft. He explains what he's looking for.
1: We're going to look for the right type of players. Ego will not be tolerated in this organization. We are going to look for focused, driven and people that are willing to put the team first at every step of the way.
3: Austin Fort spent 15 years with the Patriots in the scouting department and won four Super Bowls in that time. He spent the past two seasons with the Titans as director of player personnel. Live in the News Center, Colton Krolak, KTAR News.
1: Interesting. We'll find out. Again, uh, he's got the pedigree. He's come from an organization that is uh, known for winning, uh, winning four Super Bowls. That's, that's a lot of things. You're, you're around winners and he's, he's gone New to the Titans England. and he's done a pretty good job there. The question is uh, what does it look like? How much power is he really going to have?
2: And ego will not be tolerated? Is he talking about players? Because every single player has an ego. And a massive ego. So, you know, I don't know if he's talking about even the coach that he's going to hire, because the Cardinals don't have a head coach, ego. Well, I think the thing about... These are
1: alpha males, Yes, Chad. to a certain extent, but alpha males, uh, y- you also need to have somebody who is going to be, uh, you know, you know who's got the ego in, uh, let's just say, New England? The coach. Of course. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And it starts up at the top. If there's going to be an ego, let it be there. But if you have somebody's like, ah, you know what? I want to practice today because it's sunny outside. That's a different kind of ego.
2: I know. We have to deal with Becky Lynch. She's got the biggest ego on the show. <gasps> well, she won, right. she won stuff. Absolutely. That is true. That is true. She's... Uh are you done yet? Award winning. Are it's you done we're yet. Not. I have things to do. Uh, we're holding up the headlines. Yes, you are. Yes, we are. KTAR News. Beanie. Water watch. That sounds like bacon to me.
4: It does Sometimes, sound a little you know like I mean? bacon. Yeah. A bacon watch. <laughs> so you guys were talking a little bacon. bit about water. A recent report finds groundwater in parts of the far west valley can't support projected needs for the next 100 years. Meaning some future construction will not be approved until developers find another water source. Sarah Porter, who is the director of ASU's Kyle Center for Water Policy. Policy says those requirements are there for a reason. The assured water supply requirement has given us a great degree of water certainty and given individual homeowners a lot of protection. She adds new solutions can take decades to complete, and that is the reason for the 100-year timeline.
2: Yeah, yeah. we're, we're going to talk to her tomorrow at 3 uh, o'clock. Arizona certainly is a water problem. Specifically, we've been talking about Rio Verde foothills today. They don't have any water. And that's that's a problem. That is a problem. They're They're totally cut off. And we had a resident on that said it is absolutely 100 percent on the mayor of Scottsdale. It is his fault that, uh, you know, a thousand homes in Rio Verde foothills. There is no water. There are people that are going to their parents' house to take a shower. Yeah. They've emptied their pools and that's
1: their drinking water. That's going to be interesting. I just said something to you earlier. I said, hey, it's time to start thinking about porta potties in the neighborhoods right out of, you know, save awful? everything you can water wise till you get this sorted out. And they're hoping, I think, the courts come in and at least temporarily uh, uh, saves this situation. I, I can't go near a porta potty. There's no way
2: these cheeks are sitting down at a porta potty. Not happening. <sighs> Sorry, Becky Landlayworks. Yeah. Was that gross? Yes. Holding up the headlines.
4: KTAR, on Education. Senate President Warren Peterson disagrees with Governor Hobbs wanting to repeal the expansion of the Empowerment Scholarship Account Program. This is a very good program. And so for her to say that, it just... It's not logical, and it's not going to happen. The ESA program lets all K-12 students use taxpayer dollars to pay for private school tuition, homeschool, and other educational expenses. Opponents point out it mostly benefits students from wealthy families who were already attending a private school.
2: Well, I don't know if, uh, if Governor Hobbs is going to be able to do that. Uh, I'm not a fan of that program that Ducey put together. Uh, but, again, you... You've got a very far right legislature and you've got, well, we'll find out how far left Katie Hobbs is. She puts it out that she's not some far woke, you know, but we don't know. Okay, yet. We've no, only, we don't know any yeah. of
1: this stuff. It's been a couple of
2: weeks. It's been a couple of weeks.
1: I love choice. Choice is fantastic. They've expanded it. I know it's not just here. They're looking around. Deucey's ideas starting to spread because that's what they uh, across the country. Everybody's a copycat. Uh, but there's a portion of that is, yeah, you're just giving 7500 bucks that people already sending their kids to private school, because mm-hmm. private schools are expensive. Yep, holding up the headlines.
4: One of the most famous American sports cars is going electric. Not the Stingray,
5: this is the E-Ray. Chevy pulling the wraps off a new version of the Corvette today in New York City. The big news is that it's a hybrid. A 160 horsepower electric motor combined with the Vette's existing 6.2 liter V8 means it makes up to 670 horsepower. The electric motor is mounted to the front axle so this is the first all-wheel drive corvette as well electric power also means the e-ray can operate completely silently up to 45 miles per hour what chevy calls stealth mode but don't worry the v8 can still provide that classic soundtrack mike debuski abc news
1: yeah, we'll see. The only stingray anybody's talking about is the one in Delaware. Those parked in the garage next to the nuclear secrets. <laughs> so that is hilarious, though the e ray.
4: So you know you've you've seen the new electric Mustang, right? Yeah, uh-huh. it looks nothing like at all Mustang. like a Mustang. Then will what's
2: this, the point of calling it a Mustang? Exactly.
4: Yeah, I so have will, no this, idea. will this will this Ray look? And I mean, Corvettes are pretty darn distinctive. Well, you know, course, See, now yeah.
1: they look just like Ferraris. <laughs> 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 but I love the uh, yeah. Like, is this going to look like that cool Stingray that's parked in uh, Delaware? Uh,
2: right. I, I am. I am all for gas guzzlers. Let's keep drilling. I'm all for that. Drill I baby. I don't really want an electric car. I'm not going to buy an electric car. Uh, and I know that you know some people who really love Corvettes are they going to go and buy an electric Corvette? I, I I, I, don't, I, I
1: don't know. No. I, that that I, I something I sounds wrong with that. And who knows? By the time these things get out, what's this thing going to cost? Too. That's the other yeah. side of it. Do we have enough chips to make them? Hmm. Well, we're making chips here in Arizona. Yeah, That's pringles. right. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Throw a chip in the Corvette from uh, Phoenix. Thanks, Becky Lynn. You read the news at three thirty. We interrupt at three thirty. Coming up next: Was it racist for the Arizona Cardinals to hire a white guy on MLK Day? We'll tell you who's saying that next.
4: <laughs>
0: Arizona's news station, KTAR News 923 FM.
4: Gatos and Chad. Fucking pigskin
0: with Dolly. Brought to you by Day and Night Air Conditioning, Heating and Plumbing. Serving the Valley for 40 years. The difference is day and night.
2: That's our buddy Paul Calvici the Cardinal sideline reporter. Throughout the Cardinals' season, we check in with him on a Monday. uh, And throughout the playoffs, we're going to check in with him on a Monday. But yesterday was the day off. MLK Day. Paulie, uh, it is Tuesday, and the Cardinals have a new general manager. Uh, I would just like to bring... Racism! (laughs) Oh, Oh, my goodness. Let's just get... I know, let's get to it. Chad's right. Does does Chad have Tourette's? No, he does not. No, he does not. So, there's an op-ed in the Arizona Republic... One of the writers there said, you know what? It's racist for the Cardinals to hire a white guy for the GM oh. on MLK Day. That's exactly what the Cardinals did. Uh, Cal, listen, you can say what you want about the Cardinals. Uh Not being a great organization or not winning football games or championships or what have you. Uh, but the fact of the matter is they have gone and hired many uh African-American men uh to run their football team. And I look at this op-ed and I shake my head and say, really? You're not allowed to hire a white guy on MLK Day? What do you think? And give us a little history of the Cardinals because, you know, many people who have run that organization happened to be black.
0: Look, I saw the headline. I did not click on it. I didn't fall for it. Uh, I did not read it. I did not dignify it with any time spent on the article. It's an utter waste of digital space, in my opinion, when I first started working for the Cardinals and manning the sidelines. Do you guys remember who the head coach was? And the general manager was? It was the first all-African-American combination head coach and GM on a single team in league history. Yep. And it was the Arizona Cardinals with Dennis Green and Rod Graves. They have a long history of hiring and promoting from within of minorities and women candidates. And so, look, the track record speaks for itself. Uh, Honestly, I I hate to even dignify that. I mean, they played a playoff game on MLK Day. So, I mean, the game itself was played. You know, there are... Serious pursuits of candidates going on where it's very competitive right now of both uh, Caucasian and African-American candidates who are vying for jobs. There are people interviewing around the clock and decisions are being made. It's, it's, it's the way business is done right now. It's not a reflection uh, on a team in the, in the manner in which they would treat minorities. That's absurd.
1: Hmm. Yeah, well, they like absurd. That's what gets clicks. You know that. I know that. Okay. Uh, what does this do for the coaching search? How much input is this guy going to have? Is this going to be all a Bidwell thing? Yeah, you know, who's the GM? Uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, now that we got the new G, you know, now we got the new guy running. at old Monty there. What's his name? Uh, Monty. Monty Austin Ford. That guy. Uh, is he going to have a lot of say in this, or is this going to be still a Bidwell thing at this point? Well, Michael did
0: say when on Black Monday when he announced changes uh, were in place that he wanted to get the G. In place and then as a collaboration to hire the head coach. So, yes, I would say the GM is going to have a lot of say and is going to weigh in heavily on the hiring in the next head coach. I don't have any exact, uh, you know, odds. I know the Vegas odds right now are saying, you know, look long and hard at Brian Flores, the former Dolphins head coach and a guy that Monty Austin Ford shared, uh, you know, some space in the Patriots facility with together. They worked together a lot of years with the Patriots. Okay, that's a possibility, no doubt about about it. Whether it is Brian Flores, whether it's another defensive head coach like Vance Joseph who they're going to interview internally, that coach has to have an answer on offense. You better have a home run hire in terms of an offensive coordinator. How are you going to get the offense right? How are you going to get the quarterback Kyla Murray right? If you're going to defensive direction as your head coach, that's the first, second, and third question to me if you're interviewing that guy.
2: Paul said Black Monday.
1: He did. He did. Hey, Paul. So let's just say we've got money burning a hole in our pocket. We're like, what should we do? And where should we lay the smart cash on uh, this? Uh, this uh, you know for the Super Bowl here. Am I going with the Jaguars? Is this is this not, is this excitement no. going to no. continue?
0: No. Uh, I, I was based on what I've seen. The Chiefs and the Niners are a cut above, are, are a level above everything else I've seen so far. I go Niners in the postseason. Mm. I mean, look, that defense is evil. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, Dallas's defense flew around, but Tampa was so bad Ugh. last night, it was hard to tell how much of this is just Tampa being horrendous and how much of it is Dallas actually being a viable playoff team with a shot at the Super Bowl. I don't know. Mm. But if Dallas is in the Super Bowl, I mean, let me ask you guys, here's the reverse question. Which fan bases do you not want in Arizona for Super Bowl 57? Oh, that is I a, mean, that is a tremendous question. I want question. them here.
2: I want Dallas here. You, you want, want Dallas
0: here. Yeah, yeah. Do you Cowboys? imagine what I
1: could do like an Airbnb? Those people will pay stupid prices. <laughs> they don't care. they got their big hair. And their oil money. (laughs) It's so awesome. I want them here. (laughs) <laughs> well, it, that's a it, great the, point. That's a different poll, though. Which, which which
0: fan base can you leverage for big Airbnb money? That's a different poll. Yeah, which yeah.
2: which fan base yeah. uh, are are so you know? Oh, I can't stand the Cowboys. Yeah, the, fans, their I'm run honest. comes yeah. to an end yeah.
1: this weekend because you're not stopped that defense, is deep, and you can't Maybe stop not. the fairy tale that is Brock <laughs> <laughs> Brock Purdy. That's right, Purdy, baby. Right, we got former run. Arizona Cardinals
0: high school player of the year, Brock Purdy. No, it is a very interesting watch. There's no doubt about it. Their defense is probably tops in the league. They have weapons all over the place. Basically, they're telling Brock, don't screw it up. That's right. And we might win a Super Bowl.
2: Hey, yeah. Paul, thanks for joining us, my friend. All right, guys,
0: we'll keep posted on the head coach. You know, look, I, I tell you this much, the GM looks like he's no-nonsense, and they're talking about accountability, and they're not going to tolerate ego. I think it's going to be a new way of doing things, both from the GM and eventually the head coach spot. It's going to be a different culture in that Cardinals locker room real soon. That's my gut feeling. It better be. Paul
2: Calvisi, thanks, buddy. Yep. Cardinal sideline reporter. <laughs> You've been listening to Pink Skin with Polly on the Gatos and Chad Show.
0: Brought to you by day and night air conditioning, heating, and plumbing. Serving the Valley for 40 years. The
2: difference is day and night. Hi.
1: So the new GM. It's going to have to be different to get you back in the
2: building. It is. The new GM says egos will not be tolerated let go of my ego so so let's say that the that that the free agent out there wide receiver has a massive ego you're not bringing that guy in please of course you're bringing him in egos will not be tolerated yes they will be if you're good enough egos are already always tolerated Eh, we'll see okay coming up next parts of arizona have a major water problem and one neighborhood is drinking water out of their pool next